the Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moods. Yeah, I hope you're having a good Saturday morning. Big round of footy coming your way, particularly today, Saturday. Some great games coming out. We've got our local footy wrap not too far away. But joining us on the line now, Moons, this bloke, I, I, I'd imagine uh, he's on the train as we speak, so there might be some noise in the background. But by looking to where he's been and where he's going this year, he must be starting his own travel show. He's been to Vegas, <laughs> he's been to Mexico, he's been over to Ascot, he's gone to Bali in a few weeks, and he's climbing a mountain in Argentina later this year. Campbell Brown, mate, are you ever at home? <laughs> well, that's the question my wife asked me, but um, you've only got one life, and I want to live it to the fullest. So, um, yeah, for 40 this year and uh, really making the most of it, lad. Brownie, tell us about this mountain climb before we get into everything else. Uh, what's going on there? Uh, it's a mountain over in Argentina called Mount Aconcagua. It's one of the seven summits. So um, oh, I, a couple of years ago, I did Mount Kilimanjaro, which was which was a lot of fun. Um, this is probably the next level up, um, and it's just under 7,000 metres. So I've got a few lunatic mates that um, I sort of come up with these random ideas, and uh, I, I send a group text out. And, um, usually, to my surprise, all my mates <laughs> jump on and agree to it, and uh, and here we are. So we lost a few years due to COVID. So I thought, might as well do it this year, and uh, and fingers crossed we get up the mountain. How, how do you train for this, Brownie? Uh, I've been doing a little bit of work in, in an altitude um, gym, and just basically getting the K's in the legs. Um, you know, going on hikes and um, and doing some long long distance stuff. Do you, do you, you, get, on, do you get on the stepper at the gym? I do, and I absolutely hate it. It's one of my um, my pet hates, but I know that uh, the more of that I can do, the better. Hey, mate, uh, you were over in uh, England a couple of weeks ago. I saw you at Ascot, I think, and uh, did you get to the Ashes at all? I didn't get to the Ashes because it was in um, Birmingham, and that's about a two-hour and 20-minute train ride. So the, the day I really wanted to go was day five when uh, the Aussies um, chased down that, that margin, but... That was the Tuesday, which was the same day that I was at Royal Ascot watching Cool and Gatter run. So it didn't quite marry up, but um, yeah, London this time of year is, is unbelievable. Obviously, cricket, races, uh, Wimbledon on, and uh, and the F1's about to start. So plenty of people over there. And um, I bumped into Gil McLaughlin. He was floating around. I bumped into Eddie Maguire, Nick Williams. They were all there, and we put the top hat and tail on and, and carried on like vlogs. <laughs> everybody, everybody from Melbourne's over in Europe somewhere at the moment. Uh, you'd be banned from the Ashes, though, wouldn't you, after your last Lord's little pitch invasion? <laughs> you wouldn't be allowed it back there. Tell us what happened with uh, with the Lord's pitch. Oh, yeah, Still one of the great funny. stories, Brownie. Yeah, it is. I was over there swimming the English Channel in 2015, and, um, and obviously uh, yeah, that didn't um, end the way that I would have liked it, but we had a, a few days in London post the swim, and Obviously, uh, I did the swim for the Shane Warne Foundation, so Warney was over there in a, in a commentating capacity, and um, we're out having a few beers the night before day one of Lords, and um, he said to me, Brownie, would you like to go onto the pitch, and um, I'll let the Channel 9 boys, you know, Tubby Taylor and Heels and the boys know that you're, you're coming out there and you can you can wander out. So I said, mate, that'd be unbelievable. So he gave me um, a, a media accreditation, and I just waltzed out there in you know jeans and loafers and, and, a, and a shirt just, thought, oh, I belong out here and I'm, I'm saying g'day to Mike Atherton and uh, saying g'day to the, the, the umpires and not really thinking too much of it. I was taking selfies with the pitch and next minute I get a tap on the shoulder and it's um, it's Lord Security and they look down at, at my lanyard around my neck and, and they look back at me and they look at the lanyard and they say, hey, 
you're not Shane Warne and, and Frog marched me Frog marched me off the deck and um, I didn't think too much of it but uh, there was a couple of Australian journos in the, in the media room um, that saw it unfold and next minute uh, there's a story Brett Brown uh, invades pitch and gets thrown <laughs> off lords and kicked out of the pest and I was all hell broke loose Did you actually get to watch the game or did they kick you out of the stadium? No, they just kicked me off the yard. Uh, oh, they kicked me nice. off the deck and um, took my accreditation, which they had to get back to Shane. And uh, <laughs> I, I still watched day one of the cricket, which was a good day because I think um, Rogers and, and Steve Smith both made hundreds. And um, it was one of the few good days we had over there in 2015. What is the vibe like? We I love watching the yeah. Test cricket in England. I think it's probably the best. Like, I mean, I like an Aussie summer or Ashes, I should say, not not all the teams that come out, but there's something about the Ashes in England at the time of night, the, what the ball does, the crowds there. Obviously, you didn't get to the game, but the feeling in the country, is it, are they caught up in it as much as we are from a nation point of view? Yeah, they absolutely are. I mean, every single pub that you go to, and there's a lot of pubs in, in London, mm. the cricket's on, people are watching it, they're talking about it. Um, I mean, it's the holy grail, isn't it? We love we love it when England come here and... and um, you know, we play the Ashes here, but there's just something special about going over to England and trying to win on their home soil. And, and in particular, you know, the, the, the decks are a little bit different. You've got to take a, a different side over to uh, here in Australia. And, um, I mean, the Lord's, the Lord's test, I would, I would urge every cricket lover or just sports lover out there, you don't need to love cricket, but make sure at some stage you get the Lord's because it's pretty special. Brownie, back home, a uh, bit of news up on the Gold Coast, obviously. Your time up there, I'm not going to talk about Stewie Jew as much, but your time on the Gold Coast, does sport work on the Gold Coast? Is it hard to really sink your claws into that environment up there? Um, yeah, it, it, it is, and history suggests that, you know, um, Gold Coast United, uh, the soccer team, Gold Coast Blaze, the, the Titans NBL are struggling. Team. They've had, oh, it's their third the franchise in the in the rugby oh, yeah. league. They've had NBL teams. What is it, Brownie? Over. Why doesn't it Why doesn't it just resonate with everybody up there the way it does down here? Well, I, I think it, it's quite a transit community, Moons, and um, there's a lot of people there that are just there for a year or two, or mm. um, are, are floating through before they go off and do something else. So, to have the, the absolute die in the wool supporters um, is not quite there. They don't have the level of passion we have down here in, in Victoria or South Australia or West Australia where there's been generations of, of supporters and, you, you know, you, you follow the, the team that your parents took you to yeah. and their grandparents. Um, but I, I do think sport can absolutely survive on the Gold Coast. I just don't think they've ever quite got the blueprint right. For, for whatever reason, I don't know. I can only speak on behalf of the Gold Coast Suns and I've been, you know, not critical but, but quite public in... Um, the areas that we could have done much better from day one uh, in terms of, you know, the, the foundation of it. And I, and I think if they'd have got that right from day one with a really experienced coach and um, a few things like that, mm. you might have been able to retain, you know, Stephen May and, and um, Tom Lynch and Charlie Dixon. Not all of them. You know, you would have always lost Harley Bunnell and Maverick Weller and Jay Gromira maybe. But um, I reckon from day dot, if those young players could have seen light at the end of the tunnel, they stay, and then we're probably talking about a, a different Gold Coast Suns because they've had a lot of talent through the mm. door and never been able to quite keep them and quite make it work. One question, I guess, around it is that players have gone up there at different stages and particularly at the start to maybe have a bit of a holiday, end of their career. <clears throat> Campbell Brown might have been one of them. Second game for the Gold Coast, mate. Two reports, four weeks. What would you do for those four well, weeks? Have a bit of a well, spell? 
So, but that just goes to show, Moons, how invested and how passionate I was about the class. You know, I was so ropeable that we'd lost by 100 points in round one and we were on the way to losing by 100 points in round two. I, I clubbed Callum Ward and then I clubbed um, Barry, Barry Hall, Hall and then I put, and then I put Jared uh, Grant uh, off onto the tide. I got reported three times. Hey, you're setting a standard, times. Brownie. That's all three it was. Three reports in one game. Yeah, you're even setting Moons, a standard. Even Moons couldn't set that standard. No. <laughs> well, I got four That's in a right. year. <laughs> So now, look, um, yeah, it was, it, it was. I was probably a grumpy old man up there because having, you know, having gone from a really strong, established club mm. uh, with, with high standards and a good game plan, and um, you know, all those so- sorts of things, up to a young playing group. But you know, when you're young, you're just trying to get a game, and doesn't quite mean as much to you. I, I was probably getting a bit frustrated, but in saying that, I, you know, I probably needed to be a little bit better with uh, how I handled that sort of stuff early days, but. Um, yeah, I tipped the Suns this year to make the finals. I really thought uh, that this was the year that they, you know, they'd get King back early. Um, I love their leadership. You know, took Miller, I think, an outstanding leader. And I thought this is a year that they'd really grow into a top eight side. And they've shown that they're capable. Yeah. You know, I thought that um, just before their bye, going up to Darwin and knocking over, you know, those two really good sides and, and coming from behind to beat Adelaide, set themselves up for a really really good back half of the year and then they come out and they just dish up absolute garbage um, you know against Carlton and Collingwood and I ultimately think that uh, you know that, that was the end of Stewie Jew after that Speaking of garbage mate you're on media watch this week um, <laughs> because actually the audio we played on our show last week of you mentioning the Lord's members actually made media watch on Monday night well done <laughs> Yeah, first time I've made that. And you know what? The ABC is not my sort of channel. Uh, you know, the left wing. Um, I, I was more. I was more concerned with were those names made up, Brownie, because they sounded yeah. some funky names. They sounded too good to be true. They were know? amazing. And, and and I'm big on on uh, accuracy and fact checking. Yeah, I know. And, and you, just, yeah, and your I grammar has always it. been immaculate. I, I just fell into those names. I got excited, and I was on SCN Track, and I. I didn't think too many people listened to SEN Track, but um, made my first uh, made my first uh, media watch, which was uh, which was quite funny. Now, nah, congratulations, mate! It's definitely worth uh, worth a pat on the back for tremendous effort to make the media watch. That is for sure, mate. Enjoy the footy over the weekend. Some ripping games today. Uh, your fortieth's not too far away. Off to Bali, mate. You're just living the life. And good luck if we don't speak to you before you head to Argentina to climb a huge mountain. Thanks for joining us. Now, always a pleasure, lads. Thank you, Brownie. Campbell Brown joining us on the warm-up this morning. Jeez, the man for all seasons. He's just absolutely everywhere, that, uh, that, that man, Brownie. I can't believe he's going to swim the English Channel and then later this year he's going to attempt to do another mountain. Lives a great life, Brownie. He's just doing everything at the moment. Hey, stay with us on the warm-up. The marketplace not too far away. And our local footy wrap up next. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong, you're listening to The Warm-Up with Warlow and Moons. 